Hey guys, you're going to love this week's episode. I sit down with Jamie Jocelyn King, formerly known as the Slay Coach. Um, before that, she was known as Chardonnay and Slay. That was kind of her tagline. I've, that's how long I've been following her. Um, and she's got beautiful purple hair. You may have seen her across social media. She's not scared to tell it how it is. And uh, it's just a really fun conversation. Um, she doesn't hold anything back. She shares some changes she sees on the horizon for online businesses. And then she also shares some tips on how to get visible um, in 2022. She was just featured in Forbes. So we talk about her article as well. So grab a glass and let's chat. Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I guess this week, um, super excited to connect. Uh, her name is Jamie Jocelyn King. She's the founder of the Slay School and is formerly known as the Slay Coach. So thanks so much for joining me today. Yay, I'm so happy to be here. I know, me too. Yeah, I know we've gone back and forth a few times, so I was just really excited to dive in. Um, And yeah, we've got so much to talk about, um, but before we dive into all that fun stuff, I'd love to hear, I know some of your story, but my listeners, you know, anybody that's tuning in, I would just love to hear, you know, how you got to where you're, you're, what you're doing today and, you know, who you serve and all of that, that awesome stuff. Gosh, I feel like the story just keeps getting longer and longer every time it takes a twist, a new twist or a turn. And I'm like, wait, I don't even know which story to tell. Right. Story well, I think I started following you when it was like Chardonnay and Slay. So that was like a while ago. So like, yeah. I love, yeah. So yeah, if you want to share all that. It's crazy. I still feel like a newbie in the industry, but now I realize like, oh, I'm the old veteran that is st- is established and shit. Got it. Okay, right. cool. <laughs> I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. So long story short, I, you know, beauty school dropout, just so you know, a little bit of background of how I grew up. I decided at 16 that I wouldn't work for anyone else. Um, That was when I had spinal surgery. My basketball career was over. Um, Then I got into hair and makeup. I thought, okay, well maybe I'll be a celebrity makeup artist or hairstylist. So I went to beauty school. That's where the beauty school dropout thing comes. Um, yeah, I went to beauty school, um, realized that, Oh, when you have metal rods in your back, standing up all day, doing hair kind of sucks. So that's not really possible as a career. So right. <laughs> that's where the dropout thing comes through. Cause I'm, I still do hair to, to this day. I haven't done like wedding makeup in years, but like I've done it all. And mm-hmm. so being a, do you color your own hair. I love it. I love the color of your hair. I'm not bold enough to go after like colors like that, but I just love it. Yours is so pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Well, I believe that everyone is bold enough that wants it and I don't believe everybody wants it, but I believe that the biggest thing that I hear is, oh, I wish I could do that. I'm like, guess what? You actually can. I don't know if you know that you can do that. (laughs) You can tell her. I love that. And as more grays keep sprouting out, I might just have to go for it. (laughs) Right. Gray takes purple pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) So yeah. So 
knew I would never work for anyone else. I thought if I ever went to college, it would be to be a teacher because I love to teach. Um, I thought it would be to maybe be a lawyer or a teacher or drama acting, something like that. So I always thought college was dumb. And <laughs> back then, if you didn't go to college, you were kind of a loser. Right. Yep. <laughs> and if I didn't go to college and then I dropped out of beauty school, then I was really a loser. So I was like, oh, fuck. What am I going to do so I don't look like a loser? So I don't become a loser in my life. I, I always thought I would be like really successful and cool. And um, yeah, so I um, started diving into restaurant management, you know, got promoted within a corporate restaurant industry, had a really strong female mentor who was the owner proprietor of my store and just had a vision to be her one day. And then I got pregnant at 19. So <laughs> working 60 hours a week for $30,000 a year until you finally get your own store was not going to be the dream for me as a young mom. Right. So then I thought it would be the restaurant industry because I worked my way up that ladder. And, you know, then I became a mom and at 21, cause I had my daughter when I was 20 and then at 21, you know, bought my first house, um, got the corporate job, got the big girl job and entry level call center, like on the phones, dude, awful <laughs> and miserable work. Got out of there, got promoted very quickly. Cause I was like, I gotta get off these phones. So nine months later, got a promotion, worked my way up the corporate ladder by 24. I was managing call centers of 500 people, mm -hmm. um, 22 supervisors, two operations manager and teaching leadership development. So I was, um, like training the trainers and teaching supervisors how to lead. I was teaching leadership skills, I was teaching emotional intelligence to supervisors. I was teaching them how to manage people because I had been managing people since I was 19. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of blew up very quickly. I, I made, I was like 10 years younger than my closest peer um, in age in that world, but I got married, you know, left an abusive relation, you know, backwards, left an abusive relationship. <laughs> then I got married uh, to my amazing husband. We were you know, about to celebrate 10 years of marriage oh, been together awesome. 12 years. Yeah. He's perfect. I call him Edward Cullen who looks like Jacob. So he looks like Jacob <laughs> tan muscular, but the personality of Edward. So it's like best of both worlds. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we got married. Um, I still traveled a lot when we were married. I had my daughter, but she was only with me 50% of the time. So 50% of the time when she wasn't there, I was traveling for my corporate job. So I was always gone, but it worked out fine. Cause I shared custody with my daughter's father. And then my husband and I had a baby. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I was like, mm. uh, I am not, I'm literally crying in the airport bathroom, pumping my tits. And this is before like mm. airports were nursing friendly or mama baby right. friendly. Like this was eight years ago, pumping my tits in an airport bathroom, just like crying. Like I don't want to do this anymore. I want to stay home. And that was my last trip. That was my last trip. I put my notice in as soon as I got home from that corporate trip. And you know, my baby was 12 weeks old and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. And you know, Halloween of that year, I uh, left corporate America and started network marketing. I feel like that's a lot of gateways for a lot of people. <laughs> no, I love it. I love seeing the progress, you know, like and hearing about the progression of, you know, everything, you know, you experienced and went through to get to, you know, what you're doing now. <clears throat> and I do love too that you brought up the college thing too, because I love that like the college narrative has changed. You like I grew up the same way, like I'm the baby of five and we all had to go to college like that. Nothing else was expected, you know, right. like that was just what you did. <laughs> And like now with my kids, we're like, I don't know. I mean, if you want to be a doctor, you should, you know, you're going to have to go to college, but anything else, like do what you want, you know, you can learn. And it's such a different environment now that I love. Right. It's so fucking cool. And yeah. like, but back then, like I've always been ahead. 
of mm-hmm. the game and, and how, where everything was going. And so that's kind of why I'm in this pivot that I'm in now for my business. I see where things are going and it doesn't look good or cute or pretty like the online industry is pivoting. And if you aren't ahead of the game, you ain't first, you're last. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> if you're not shifting before the tide shifts, you will be left behind. Um, and that's not like a fear-based thing. It's just like reality of when, if you're not ahead of the trends, you're either following them or the last person to hop on board and our online world changes so rapidly and quickly. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I started network marketing. I did beach body, <coughs> um, made that successful, was able to replace like my corporate salary, which was cool. Um, and I, you know, was able to stay home with my babies. Mm-hmm. Like that was awesome. And so then I got pregnant again and I've been doing Beachbody for three and a half years. I was on the market council for the state of Kentucky. I was hosting like all the events with the super trainers. So I was, that's how I learned event planning was with Beachbody being involved with corporate, um, doing stuff like that here. And then I got pregnant, had my third, my husband and I second. And at four months old, she got diagnosed with scoliosis, infantile scoliosis. So she had a 32 degree curve, 33, 32 at four months old. And we immediately got shifted from doctor to doctor and finally got transferred to Cincinnati because they had a specialist there and we didn't have one here. And he was like, this is progressive. This needs to be, she needs to have a surgical procedure in the next three months. And we were looking at a $12,000 maximum out of pocket that we were gonna have to pay in November. And then in January, pay it again. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't have $20,000, $24,000 just sitting around. Right. Um, I would have had to cash out my 401k to like pay that medical bill. And I was like, this is not my life. I'm not picking my daughter's doctors based on who's the cheapest and in what state can I afford this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's when I, I had been wanting to start the Chardonnay and Slay networking series. I had been wanting to start. I had been, I had been business coaching local brick and mortars on Facebook on, I was teaching them Facebook ads. I was teaching them marketing. Mm-hmm. I was teaching this to local businesses who had asked me to come help because they saw what I had done within Beachbody. And so I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this. And so I started the Slay Coach as a necessity. Like we couldn't afford our medical bills. And I was like, I have to make this work. And I went all in and it blew up overnight seemingly like Mm -hmm. it did, but that overnight success is why I tell the full story. That overnight success is it took three years of failing, trying, failing, trying, failing, trying in a different industry. Mm -hmm. Plus all my leadership growth and coaching skills that I learned through different corporate certifications. And then it looked like I blew up overnight. No one knew who I was. And then everyone knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And so it looked like that. Oh, where the fuck did this bitch come from? She was an overnight success. And so everyone wanted a piece of me. Everyone wanted me for an interview. Everyone wanted me to coach them. And then I had this wait list and then the prices went up and then they went up again. And I started helping cake bakers and brick and mortar Store. I didn't get into the business that I was doing to coach coaches. I accidentally got sucked into this world because <laughs> supply and demand, right? The only people who could afford, like I had less time. My prices went up each time I fully booked out and I booked out every, I was f- waitlisted for months and months and months. And I was fully booked out hitting 10 K months, my first month in business because of the legwork that I put in for three years in the other industry. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, okay, I got to raise my prices. And then I raised them again until one day I knew it, but like people kept paying. And I was like, oh my God, I don't <laughs> know how to like not have a wait list. Mm-hmm. Like how much does like my price need to go up for me to not like be so in demand? Like that's right. the basics of economics. And so I was like, that's a good problem does- to have, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, champagne problems. Right. But like, but that then put me into a new bracket where the people mm-hmm. that I truly started serving and who I wanted to serve could not afford me. Yeah. And I was like, I need to start something that is not this. And so that's when I started the Slay School and it launched in my third month, maybe fourth month in business. That's when I created the, the group program course. It's a hybrid because I don't believe in coaching without education. And I don't believe in education without coaching. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And now we're on year four of that. And we've had like eight runs of it, I think now. Oh, that's all. Does it run continuously or do you only open it certain times of the year? We open it twice a year and okay. we, we have predictions for 2023. We it might be 2024, but 2023, we're going to be doing 2023 or 2024, ugh, 2024. We're going to be going to once a year. Okay. Uh, and when does it open this year? Uh, in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't even know that. Yay. Okay. End I'll put February. that, um, in the podcast notes and everything too. So everybody can find out about that and learn yeah, more. End of February. So it's a online business accelerator to help you craft your signature passive income offer, either Mm. a group coaching program, a consulting coaching program, or an online course. And so I don't say it's just for course creators. I could be a lot, my life would be a lot easier if I just niched it for just course creators or just for coaches, but it's not like we help RV experts and garden experts create their signature program. So it's like, it's not just for coaches and it's not just for course creators. There's a whole myriad of people. And we price it very, very affordably compared Mm -hmm. to the market standard. We're a couple grand less than our competition because we want to be really inclusive and have accessible accessibility. Mm -hmm. And we don't want the price to be an object um, for people. So yeah, they get lots of high, high level coaching, hand holding and high level business education that you would get more direct, simplified education than you would get going to school for marketing. So awesome. I love that. That's awesome. And then, so you mentioned, you know, these trends that you're seeing, I don't, is that in the coaching industry or online in general? And like, would you address those in the Slay School or, and like, just, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, um, basically in Slay School, you learn how to build the a legal foundation and how to deliver a good product that gets people results. And that's where, the industry is shifting a lot is people are getting more discerned about online education products um, and online coaching. They are a lot, especially if you are a coach that coach markets or, or a consultant that markets to other consultants or coaches. If you're in the B2B online space, you are marketing to people who are highly disgruntled. Mm-hmm. They have <laughs> invested a lot of money and gotten no return. So, the longer this industry goes that way, the more people are going to be looking for quality online products for a differentiating factor. So we, we call it in Slay School, your unique value proposition. I didn't invent that. That's mm-hmm. I have my signature formula of how to find your unique value proposition to differentiate yourself in the market from your competitors, but you have got to stand out from your competition in a way that gets them results or makes them feel seen and heard because people are tired of being treated like a number. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's sad that you have to 
like <laughs> that it's being said that it has to be a quality product to be a differentiator. Like it should just be like that. You know, like you should just yeah. have quality stuff or just don't put it out there. Yeah. Well, people are learning that, oh, these testimonials on the sales page are only from the top 1%. What are the other 99% of the people in the program? What were their results? And so you as a service provider or a course creator really need to protect yourself inside your terms and conditions and make sure you're not false promising Mm -hmm. like overnight results with no work. Cause I think that's a lot of the problem is like, Oh, I, I sneezed and I made $2 million in two seconds and it was so great. And I don't work. I just take bubble baths all day. It's so awesome. And like, that's not a marketing (laughs) message. Like it used to be (laughs) when there was only five people saying it. Right. But when everyone on the surface is saying, Oh my God, I'm so happy. But on the back end, they're a disaster and stressed Mm -hmm. out. Like there's a disconnect and people flashing this Wi-Fi wealth, laptop lifestyle, look at me, bougie life are really overspending to look a certain way when their life does not match up that way. So the way we fix this is for one, we have to correct our buying behavior. We need to buy as consumers because courses are amazing. Mm -hmm. Coaching is life-changing, but we have to be more discerning of who we are investing in. And are we investing from a place of like a mother wound? Like I want this big successful coach to see me and I want her to validate me and I want her to mm-hmm. tell me I'm good enough. Um, or are we investing because she has the G-Wagon? But maybe you're a mom of three who, if you got a G-Wagon, they would destroy it. That's how I feel about G-Wagons. <laughs> Do I want a G-Wagon? Absolutely. Can I afford one? Yes. Will I get one? Not until my kids are fucking grown because they destroy everything. Right. So No. I won't, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. but we have to identify our values and does this person have the lifestyle we want? Do they have the integrity that we desire or aim for in life? Do they show up in a way that shows both sides and not just the Instagram filtered version of life? Mm -hmm. And is it attainable for me at this stage of business? If you're trying to learn how to build a one-on-one high ticket coaching practice, and you're wiping ass all day as a mom and you feel like, oh, I need to go get the G-Wagon and I need to look a certain way and I need to travel. Like that's not, stop trying to fit into a box. that's not you right now in this stage of life. It doesn't mean that you're not bougie or you're not luxury or high end. Mm-hmm. It just means that you have different values and different needs at your stage of life. So when we're looking for mentors or education products, make sure you check out the values. Make sure when you're selling your products, you are articulating your values. And a lot of this I talked about in that Forbes article mm-hmm. was the the four things that really buyers are looking for and what's going to differentiate you in the marketplace. And it's really just coming from a values-based place and authenticity and vulnerability yeah. is like the key. Yeah. I love too that you point out, like, don't just be vulnerable for vulnerability's sake though, because I feel like I see a lot of that, you know, and like, and like you say, like, it's a perfect balance to, yeah, you know, share it, but don't, I don't know, try and use it in a way that's just not authentic really, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's virtue signaling. It's look how, look how in touch with my feelings I am. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or like, look, I'm just like you. I cry too. Like it's an act. Anything Mm -hmm. that's an act Anything that you are doing to manipulate someone's perception of you is acting. 
Yeah. And people will feel that. Like, even if they don't write automatically, feel it, eventually that will, you know, come to the surface. And that's right. just shitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I love, too, that you mentioned, you know, the moms, like, if you are, you know, trying to do a high-ticket one and you're just, you've got a newborn and, you know, it's not the right season, I... I, lo- I feel like that's something, too, that possibly when people are looking to whether they're going to offer something or looking for a coach, like that coach should be able to recognize that as well, you know, and be like, hey, dude, you know, this might not be the right time. Why don't you come back when your little girl's a little bit older and you can, you know, make this a priority? You know what I mean? But I feel like I don't see that happen a lot. And I've seen a lot of coaches that are just kind of like trying to take whoever and make it whatever happen. You know what I mean? And it's just unfortunate because I feel like it gets a bad name but I mean the marketing industry gets a really bad name too I somebody shared like get my content for you'll get 800 leads in two days and I'm just like this is what gives people a bad name you know like just be honest right. like don't be an yeah. asshole that's my whole like mantra in life that's what we tell our kids like hey just don't, don't be, be a jerk yeah but here's the thing that nobody talks about in our industry and they don't want to fucking talk about it if you're in marketing marketing coach or online marketing or b2b or coach the coaches coaches or in the coaching world or whatever. Like we have got to do a better job as an industry of pre-qualifying the right customers and not taking everyone's money just because they want to work with you. Um and I know that's also a champagne problem, but just because someone is willing to get a loan or invest or doesn't mean they're going to get the results. You need to make sure that you are assigning clients from a space of, are they in the right space to get results? So you want to know how we have a higher completion percentage and a higher show up percentage and a higher results driven percentage in slay school. And it gets higher each round is because we don't let people buy that we don't think are going to get results. Mm -hmm. And we don't take people on with the premise of, look, you're going to get rich quick overnight. That's not it. People that join Slay School are in it for the long game. Mm. They know that they have to nail their offer, their message, their promise before they have like a million dollar year Mm. and they have to figure out the thing that lights them up. So like there's steps and layers to it, but people are so obsessed in this industry with like, I got to make more money every month or no one's going to take me seriously. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. why, why does the revenue you made this month, like no other business model operates like that. Right. I wonder how that came to be like in the coaching industry. Now that I'm thinking about it, cause you're right. Like nobody else I feel like does messaging like that. <laughs> That's not how real business works. Yeah. They look at quarterly business reviews. I had to sit on the fucking quarterly business reviews. We had to fly <laughs> to different call center location. Cause each court, each QBR was at a different location. And so I would fly to whatever, wherever the QBR was going to be that quarter. And we would sit with all the fucking VPs of the company. And this is a fortune 50 company. This is not like, you know, like chump chain, like this is (laughs) not a small business. This is a, you know, employs tens of thousands of people. And I'd have to sit in these conference rooms with all this paperwork, reviewing the numbers for three months. I'm like, this is how real business works. No one, but somehow in the online coaching space, business is looked at as, Oh, I'm going to hire her because she made more money this month than that other girl. Wait, what? That's not, no. No, stock futures aren't bet on that. Like they're not hedging on, ooh, this month they, you know, did this. They look at the whole picture, the quarter. Where is the trajectory going and where were they this past quarter? Mm -hmm. And if we look at money as 
not just a prerequisite of our authority. Like, oh, I'm only successful because I've made a certain amount of money. That's not why people buy anymore. People are getting smarter. Like mm-hmm. they know that there's a lot of people out there making million dollars who also don't have any profits right. <laughs> to show for it. So it's it's just not like a normal thing and it's gonna it's dying out very quickly. People are already burnt out over it. And when you can see the trends and get ahead of them and start speaking to a message message to power that people actually resonate with, you'll be the, oh God, this is refreshing. I'm gonna go follow her instead of all these other people I've been following. Right. I love it. Yes, it's so true. And I didn't like just realize too when we kind of talked about the Forbes article, I didn't write, I didn't share what the four are. So I'll just share those four that they are, but Everybody, you should go read Jamie's full article. You can find it on her profile on Instagram, which I'll also share because it's so awesome. And it's like, um, I love that it's, you wrote it in such a way that's so simple to digest. You know what I mean? It wasn't overwhelming and it was like, okay, like I can do this. I can take these and run with it for 2022, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's got about 20,000 views and that's pretty big for a, yeah. um, you know, just a random article. It wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> like this girl, I think averages, I think most of her articles are like 400, 500 views. And then she'll have one every now and then it'll be like 30,000 views or 40,000 views. But most of her articles are like, you know, 800 people read them or right. I'm like, wow. But like, that's my teaching style. I, here's the thing that we need to remember is that not every great consultant is a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Not every great consultant is a great coach and not every great coach is a great teacher. Yeah. I love it. It's so true. We all have our strengths, you know? Yeah. Um, And like, you have to figure out what you need more at your stage of business because everyone needs a foundational education of marketing. mm -hmm. If you're going to make it in the online space, you do not, I simplify everything. You don't need to know every single thing about what it takes to stand out or you need to know the basics. (laughs) So we just break down the basics and simplify everything. We cut through all the other noise and bullshit of what you don't need. And in Slate School, we give you the quick marketing education (laughs) and branding education that you need to get seen. Then we teach you how to build a product and how to sell it. So you don't need to know 20 different courses worth of material or to sit and watch 20 hours worth of course material, but you need a basics of education. Mm -hmm. And then the mindset that's coaches aren't wrong. Like (laughs) mindset is 80% of the equation. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I I agree. And a a lot of the business owners that I work with, um, you know, uh, you know, there's, we have so much going on and they're so excited to get started that a lot of people skip those foundational aspects that, you know, that's really where the magic is. Because if you don't have like your messaging or know who you're talking to or where they're at or what they're struggling with, like all your marketing is just kind of flying in the breeze, you know? Yeah. And actually here's the number one mistake that I see people hit six figures make, they get to their first six figures and they think I finally fucking made it. Mm -hmm. They think I've finally made it. I've done it. They forget to go back to the basics when in reality, what, what creates my revenue, what creates my success still to this day is that I am better at the basics than everybody. I doubled down on the basics Mm -hmm. still every day. I am tweaking my message every day. My team is looking at where is our message going? Is it aligned with our values? Do we know who we speak to, who we are for, who we are not for? You know why? Because that's how I'm able to create content easily. That's why I'm, I don't have to show up 24-7. It's because my message is laser focused for the right people. Yes, I love that. Um, oh, yeah. And I love that you had that post the other day about like, 
you know, you're, it's more decision fatigue. Like we have so many ideas, but we get kind of caught up in our own ideas. And so that's why like, and then we say the excuse of like, I don't know what to write about or post about or, you know, create when we really do, we're just, I don't stopping ourselves really. Yep. Yep. And it's, and this is a conversation I had with a really high level client. I mean, she's made over a million dollars. I was speaking to her a couple months ago and we were talking about like overwhelm and she was overwhelmed and a lot of stuff was going on in her life. And I was like, she's like, I don't know what to post. And I never have a block like this. I haven't a block like this in years. And I was like, you don't have a block. You have, you have a clog <laughs> you have too much information in the pipeline. And when you aren't clear, and this is the problem with coaching industry where everyone's launching a new program every month is that everyone is there then positioning that program as the quote unquote key or the vehicle for success. But when you have 12 different programs, your, your audience gets buyers, not buyers fatigue as in they they stop buying, but they get like, wait, you told me this was going to be the thing that makes me successful. Wait, you told me that Instagram stories was going to be the thing that finally made me money. Wait, now you told me that high ticket one-on-one coaching was going to be the thing. Well, now you told me that my money mindset was going to be the thing that was going to get me the results. You are constantly contradicting yourself Mm. when you are pointing to 12 different solutions as the like vehicle for success. Like here, this is your problem. This is why you need this. And then you'll be successful when you are, your ideas are split that hard and that far apart. You get overwhelmed. Your audience gets overwhelmed and they don't really know what you stand for. Right. Yeah. It's so true. You're right. Like I'm now that I'm thinking of like all the products and services and coaching programs and blah, 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 that's launched that I see like daily, you know, mm-hmm. like you just yep. kind of stop paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And people will buy, they'll buy a couple of times, Yeah, they'll buy from you two or three times and then they'll get impatient. Like, well, this isn't happening faster. I really like her, but now I'm going to go buy somewhere else. And then they coach right. up, they hop from the next program to the next program to the next program. And then they eventually get burnout and then they either quit or they pivot or they become an entrepreneur or they, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like, it's just like people, we got to stop buying over buying and we're so easily marketed to. Yeah. So easily. Mm -hmm. Like people will buy, (laughs) like when my opinion, the dumbest shit, I'm like, do you really need another course that you're not going to use? Right. Really? Right. So where do you think that like mentally mindset wise, you know, like people buy and I've done it too, you know, like I'll buy these courses or I'll get this coach or, you know, they say, well, I have it lately because I've just started implementing finally, but it took me a while to get there. Like, what do you think that mindset issue is of like, okay, this will be the one that's going to get me there, but then they don't really ever implement it. So then they kind of move on to another course or another coach. And then that whole cycle starts over. Yeah. It's, it's the shiny object syndrome. It's a lack of foundational knowledge. And this is why we teach that in slave school and you get lifetime access and there's nothing else I'm going to upsell you to like, Mm -hmm. this is it. This is it for me. Like we're all in, we have all of our eggs in one basket and it's, we market it as the last thing you'll ever need to buy because we keep adding new curriculum and content to it in a way that's not overwhelming. It's very much just added into the bonuses. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. there's bonuses for later that you might need to run a business, but here's the foundational stuff. So we cover the foundational stuff and then the bonuses are added and you get lifetime access. And every time we do it live again, you get to watch the new live videos. So it's pretty cool concept, but what people are doing is they're getting the shiny object syndrome 
and they're like, I want this faster. I want it now. And when everyone is marketing to you, I can help you get there faster and I can help Mm -hmm. you get there now. If you haven't covered the basics first, that temporary high that you get from that program will only last the 15 minutes you're inside the program. And then your results will fade because you're not doing the basics. Your foundation is wobbly. Mm -hmm. We got to start with knowing who we serve. And it's funny. I had someone like a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago, it wasn't this past, it was like two or three rounds ago of slave school and was like, Hey, I've decided that I'm too high level for this. Like slave school is <laughs> not for me. And I'm like, really? Cause I go through slave school every round and I do the course curriculum before I launch to make sure my avatar is right. My message is right. My pr- offer promise message is right. Mm-hmm. The deliverables are right. The lead magnet, the funnel is right. I go through that every single time. And I make a lot more money than you. And she was like, no, I'm too advanced for this. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not. So we have to learn to be a student of the basics because right. the biggest thing I see when people hit six figures or any level of success at all, they're like, oh, I know everything now. I'm like, oh God, no, I know nothing. I'm still learning guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm forever like, a student. Yeah. Lifelong learning. Cause there's always something, always something changing, you know, Oh, yeah. Not lifelong buying new courses, just right. lifelong learning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah, and I have just a, one more question about like, so, you know, you have the four brand visibility, visibility rules for 2022, 2022, and people go through that. And then, you know, I think once people, they can get clear on their message, you know, they're going to be, you know, um, transparent, get their core values. But then it's like, oh shit, like I actually have to do something to become visible. And that I see people kind of like, you know, holding back on like whether that's going live on Instagram because that's where their people are or, you know, creating those emails that they need to like, do you have any tips? And I guess that would almost be like a comfort zone issue, you know, like for people to just like digest this information and then actually go out and do it and become visible. Yeah. I mean, here's how to get visible. Just color your hair purple and say fuck a lot. <laughs> Got it? I love All right, it. great. <laughs> no, that's my mom, how she describes my job. She colors <laughs> her hair purple and she says fuck a lot and people throw money at her. Okay, great. <laughs> um, no, for brand visibility, you really have to get to your uniqueness mm-hmm. in what separates you from your competition. So if you draw those three little circles and have them all intersect in the middle, you want to put what my skills and passions are, what my ideal clients pains slash desires are. And the third bubble is what makes me better than my competition or what is my competition missing? And so if I look at that from a brand perspective, like me being visible as a brand is people buy from me because my values articulate their values. Like I'm not posting on social media 24 seven. I'm not always on. I'm on when I need to be, and I leverage my time to be present, omnipresent. I use a team and systems and all that, but my people buy from me because I am tattooed and I say fuck, and I don't wear a business suit. They buy from me because I'm not driving the G wagon and being the digital nomad with the laptop lifestyle. I'm at home with my kids wiping ass Mm -hmm. and I'm real. And so what's going to differentiate you from your competition is the things that make you, you. So if you operate, start with values. That's the first module in Slay School before we get into like the money, the fine, because we teach like um, financial responsibility. We teach you how to be profitable, not just to make money. This is mm-hmm. another thing that a lot of people miss in the market is they say, 
I'm going to teach you how to make a bunch of money. I'm going to teach you how to keep it and grow your wealth. (laughs) So (laughs) my husband's an accountant and a financial coach. So he teaches some of the models on that, but we really operate from a place of you can't create a product and market to someone and figure out who your avatar is until you know who you are, what you stand for. What do you value in life? And like to be able to articulate that in a conversation immediately, I should know in your content, what you stand for. If I just look at three to five posts, what do you stand for? You got to stand for something in this industry, like stand for something. You don't have to be. And my friend said her friend, well, we had a mutual friend that said this quote, Manabuchi shout out. Um, A friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours told me this quote that she had said to her. And it was, you can be pro chocolate without being (laughs) anti-vanilla. I love that. I'm pro chocolate. I'm pro integrity, ethics in marketing, um, transparency. Mm -hmm. I am for generational wealth, building sustainable wealth and creating passive income so that you can create time freedom and actually be present with your family. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to teach people how to build a business where they have to be on social media 24 seven. That's not me. That's what sets me apart. So figure out what you stand for. I love that. It's so true. And I think people, you know, we kind of have an idea of like, oh, I think I stand for that. But until you really sit down and put some thought into it and write it out, you know, and then you really start embodying it and talking about it, you know, it's it's so different once you take it to that next level. Most people don't even know what they stand for because they've never sat like we we put you through the ringer of it. We give you a quiz. There is worksheets involved. There are calls around wait, what are my values? <laughs> I'm like, I know it's hard, right? It's not as easy as just like, oh, I think these three things sound great. <laughs> like, do I stand for that? People don't actually know themselves that well. Yeah. Yeah. They're, true. Because we're being marketed to. We think <laughs> we like the things that we like when really we were just told by some influencer on Instagram that we mm-hmm. like those things. I'm like, wait, I don't really like those things. Right. I actually I hate sucked Nike. Up in it. <laughs> yeah. I have all this like, Nike gear. <laughs> like, Right? Just kidding, Nike, in case you ever hear this thing. <laughs> Please sponsor our podcast. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> now, like, I got sucked into the, like, okay, I think I need to be a digital nomad and travel the world and ride around to Nobu with my mentor in her G Wagon and <laughs> go to all these celebrity parties. And, like, I was like, wait a second. That's not me. I totally pivoted everything in 2020 and started operating from a values based place. And that's when our recurring revenue shifted. That's when I was able to stop taking one-on-one clients and still grow our profit margins and still grow our revenue without one-to-one coaching. It's because I stopped trying to be like what I thought I had to be mm-hmm. and asked myself, what am I without all of this noise? I love Who am that. I? Yeah. Because then you start going with the current, you know? Mm-hmm. No, you create your own fucking current and then people flow into it and <laughs> oh, they start following <laughs> it. Now I've started a movement and people are like, I'm so glad you're speaking out. I'm speaking out on, on this stuff too. Like, yeah, we can change. Like when I called myself the slay coach years ago, now there's like the, this coach, the, that coach, Mm -hmm. no one was using that. Everyone was using Jamie Smith coaching, right? Like no one was titling themselves as a certain type of coach. When I did that, everyone started doing that. And I was like, cool. I'm glad that, but I don't want to be a trend follower. I want to be a trend setter. Mm -hmm. So if everyone is zigging, I'm going to zag. Yes. And that, I mean, that in itself makes you stand out because, you know, most people will follow the zag, you know, because that's what like the herd's doing. Well, they're not going to follow the insecure zag. They're going to follow the zagger that is owning 
her zag. <laughs> like, True. look, I'm not like everybody else. Now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. This has been so much fun um, because so it, fun. it is, you know, really, you know, you hear brand and visibility and all these like buzzwords that we've been talking about. When you really start to look into it, though, and get really granular and look inside is like when all the differences in your business and life, you know, start to occur. Yeah. And I hope everybody hears like, I'm going to say this publicly. I have not said this to anyone. I said this to friends over the weekend for the first time. I don't know our exact numbers. My husband is still pulling together for, because we have so many different streams of revenue. Like literally, like I have network marketing revenue. We have real estate revenue. We have um, like affiliate payout stuff. We have um, like event sponsors, like sponsor stuff. Like we have just like so many, like money coming like from all different places because I've been in this game for so long. Mm-hmm. And so my husband's a CFO and he's pulling together all the numbers. And I got like, I was like, can I just get a rough estimate? Cause I needed screenshots for business insider, um, article that I'm being featured in. And I know exciting. I have another Forbes interview coming up too. Um, a lot of stuff is happening right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had to pull like screenshots from numbers and I hadn't looked at the numbers yet because I took away 40% of my business the, the last year, like, I wasn't doing one-on-one coaching anymore. I've only had one new client in 16, 18 months. I don't even know how many months, but like at least 16 months, I've had one new like high ticket client. Mm -hmm. Right. And she's only like, she's paying half of what I used to charge because I'm doing half the work. Like I'm not on calls every week. We Mm -hmm. meet like once or twice a month and that's it. And so like my whole revenue model shifted in 2020 and that was an ego death to shift a passive income, if you're in a one-to-one business model, mm. it is not glamorous. Right. You're g- going to have to stop taking on as many one-to-one things or done for you things. If you're an agency or whatever, in order to scale the digital asset that is going to generate recurring and passive revenue. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to focus. Not so much when we, that was like the year we started the pandemic too. I mean, I'm sure that like threw well, all that in the loop. <laughs> yeah. And that, well, that's why I shifted. I was like, I, I realized that I had created a business model that was not sustainable mm-hmm. to my lifestyle or my values. Because when the pandemic shut everything down, I was stuck in the house with three kids, homeschooling two of them, <laughs> one of them like still in diapers. And I was like, uh, <laughs> how do I sit on phone calls with these high ticket clients who are paying me tons of money who I need to be there for because they're paying me tons of money. Where do I find the time to also teach my son how to read right. while also helping my daughter with her algebra homework while also like what with no nanny, because you, we were all like isolated at home. Right. Mm-hmm. And th- that was the like, Oh God, what have I built here? And so now our mission with slave school is to keep people from building a business model they hate. So if we start students, even if they're brand new, even if they're doing one-on-one consulting and coaching, we start their business model with the end in mind, they start working on their passive offer while they're doing their first one-to-ones or even before or without doing one-to-one at all. Like we have them do the one-to-one to get the market research, to figure out the, how to deliver a great product and what people need help with. But like, if you start with the idea that you want to create a passive product first, then you'll have more time to do it. But the problem is people like, when am I going to work on this one-to-one or when am I going to work on this course or this group coaching program or this consulting offer when I'm on the phone with these clients all week? 
Like yeah. it's hard. It's an yeah. ego death. So yeah. I love that you start with the end in mind. You work backwards almost. You know what I mean? So you're like putting all the pieces yeah. in place instead of building, building, building. And then it's like, oh God, I guess we're going to shift completely, you know? <laughs> but most coaches tell you, we'll start with a high ticket package and go all in. I'm like, that's so short-sighted. <laughs> right. That's only like, what if they get into being booked out and they fucking hate it? Right. Like, right. like what if they are overwhelmed and can't be on the phone all day or whatever, like mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Anyways, my point of this was our revenue dropped by, I'll say last year was not, was our first, we weren't at seven figures last year. Mm-hmm. And I haven't said that to anyone publicly. So there we go. I yeah. said it out loud and it feels freeing <laughs> to say that, but, yeah. but I don't operate my business model from a place of look how much I make. This is why you should hire me. Right. But like, we were around, we don't have the exact numbers around the 700 K mark. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> which is still amazing. Well, we have a lot of overhead. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want you all to look like, but our recurring revenue jumped astronomically. Mm-hmm. Being on the phone jumped. Like, I literally take one, two phone calls a week, including stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to be with your kiddos and, you know, I'm with my kids Monday and Friday. Mm -hmm. And then three days a week, I'm in the office for about four or five hours at a time. Um, except for like on launch week, I'll I'll be here more for sure then, Mm -hmm. but I'm able to just sit and focus on my message, on my basics, on what are, what are, what value, how are we teaching people? What I'm more focused I think people are so easily sold by the people that are the best marketers Mm -hmm. instead of looking at people that are spending the most time improving their product and the desired outcome for their students. And so that's where all my focus has been getting people better results. Yeah. I love that. Inside my program, making it better. Yeah. Yay. And so when does it start again? I know you said in a few weeks, but what's the exact date? So the challenge is the passive income and that challenge starts on 222. Okay. And then we will open cart a couple of days into the challenge. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. We'll make sure to put all that in the podcast notes. Yeah. Super exciting. Yay. Well, yeah, this has been so much fun and I'm so excited for your upcoming Forbes article. I can't wait to read that too. And business insider and just everything you're doing. Like I just love, I love your content. I love your messaging. So I know you're busy, not too busy, but, um, cause you have your <laughs> awesome <not>. schedule, <laughs> but yeah, I just appreciate you coming on here and sharing all of this. Cause yeah, this has just been fantastic. Thank you for having me. It was super, super fun. Sorry. It took so long to finally get here, but we're here. We oh yeah. It. No, I mean, everything, all the timing is right. you know, as it's supposed to be. So yeah, it's perfect. But, um, okay. Yeah. I'll include everything in the podcast notes and yeah, thank you. And thanks for listening everyone. We'll be back next week. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode and had some good takeaways. Uh, If you haven't left a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen, I would totally appreciate it. So if you have a minute, um, that would be great. If you need any free marketing tips, I've got some on my website. So feel free to head over there, um, nb.marketing, to grab them. Have a good day.